Hallelujah. Ready to get in the word this morning? Now, if you don't fall asleep on me, I, you know, you can stand up and do some jumping jacks or something here. Um, but I'm excited about the word and, um, about what, what the Lord has for us for the rest of this year. But I'm also excited about as a pastor being able to deposit principles that will help us see the fulfillment of what our, what our founding pastors told us about 2022, the year of God's open hand. Now, I want to read something, and this is on, you can get this on Dr. Savell's uh, website. <clears throat> he says, Happy New Year. I thank God that His mercies are new every morning. How about you? As you start this new year, I pray that you're free from the past and full of faith for the future. If you face some difficult times, let me say to you today, God gives a hand to those who are down, and He gives a fresh start to those ready to quit. God loves giving His own a fresh start. He also loves to reverse things in your favor. When you're down, He raises you back up. That's because He wants you to always be victorious. Are you ready to see what God has planned for you this year? Maybe I should read that again. (laughs) Do you believe that? You know, something he told us when he first gave us this word, and he said this, The Spirit of God revealed to me that 2022 will be a year of the open hand of God. He went on to say, In the midst of more and more chaos and disorder, God will open his hand and freely give to those who refuse to be shaken by it. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm refusing to be shaken by chaos around me. I'm refusing to be shaken by chaos around me. How about you? You know, last week I talked about waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. And as we wait upon the Lord, we we talked about how we will see His hand. Now go to Psalm chapter 145. I'm going to do some teaching this morning. And if I don't get finished today, I'll pick up next week. Turn to one, Psalms 145 and turn to Psalms 52. Psalms 52 is where I closed last week. Now, remember, waiting on the Lord is not sitting back and doing nothing. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord, but yet you're doing nothing. That's, that's kind of like a... No, I won't go there. I'm going to be good this morning. (laughs) Waiting on the Lord is about expecting. Waiting on the Lord is about resting in expectation for an arrival or a specific event. So when I say I'm waiting upon the Lord, I'm not sitting back. Well, God, if you just happen to show up, no, I know he's going to show up. I may not know exactly when. I may not know exactly how, but I'm expecting he's going to show up. That's expectation. That's out on the edge of your seat looking any moment. Is today the day? Is, is today the day? Is, is, this the, is this the day I get that phone call? Is this the day? Because I know you promised in your word, and I know that you promised it to me. I know it's mine, and I believe that I receive when I pray, so I know it's going to happen. It just might, it might not be you know, in the next five minutes, but it could be by the time this, this service is out. I'm not going to limit God. Why? Because I'm expecting God. 
Now, in Psalms 145, and this is what Dr. Savell told us back in October, verse 14, it says, The Lord upholds all those of His own who are falling, and He raises up all those who are bowed down. The eyes, now listen, the eyes of all wait for you. And the Amplified amplifies it like this. Looking, watching, and expecting. So the waiting is looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. What are you looking for? What are you watching and what are you expecting? Because what happens? It says, you give them their food in due season. I'm sorry, that was verse 15. 15. He says, uh, actually it says, the eyes of all wait for you, looking, watching, and expecting, and you give them their food in due season. And you what? Open your hand. You open your hand and you satisfy every living thing with favor. So it's those that are looking, watching, and expecting that God is, God is going to open his hand and feed them and give them their food exactly what they need at the right time. That's what due season is, at the right time. At the right time. So be expecting, looking, and watching. Now let's look at Psalms 52, and then I'm going to get into what I have for us today. Thank you, Father. Psalms 52, verses 8 and 9. The Amplified, it says, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in and I confidently rely on the loving kindness and the mercy of God forever and ever. Wow. Now, this is the psalmist speaking here. And he says, I trust in, I confidently rely on the loving kindness and the mercy of God forever. Then in verse 9 says, I will thank you and confide in you forever because you've done it. You delivered me and you kept me safe. I will wait on, hope in, and expect your name. For it is good in the presence of your saints. Whoa. Wow, I love that. I will thank you forever because you've done it. Because you've done it. I'm going to thank you because you've done it. Now, when I first read this, I was just thinking, because he's done it. And so it's almost like he had the manifestation of it. But then the next verse says, what does the next verse say? The next part of it says, I will wait for your name. I will wait for your name. I will wait for your name. That kind of let me know. It's like, it hasn't really happened yet, but I know you've already done it. And why I'm waiting, I'm going to wait on your name. Now, what's so significant? And, and, And I'm going to get into something new right now. I'm going to wait on you because I know you've done it. And then he says, I will wait on your name. And I'm going to, I'm expecting your name. What's significant about that? Name represents character. Name represents ability. Name represents authority. When you place a name on something, you're placing a responsibility on it. You're placing a title on it. You know, when I was born, I I got the name Justin. Also, I got the name Son. I got the title Son. So, so, So there's a certain responsibility 
with that name. So as I get a little bit older, you gain other names, like you gain the name of father. Well, you gain the name of father, then there's certain, there's certain responsibilities associated with that. There's certain authority associated with that. Um, if you say police officer, um, there's a, that's, that's a, that's a title, that's a name, and there's a certain amount of responsibility, and there's a certain amount of authority to that name. So when the psalmist is saying, I will wait on your name, and I love that it says this, for it is good. I'm going to wait on your character. I'm going to wait on your quality. I'm going to wait on your authority. I'm going to wait on your ability. I'm expecting your ability. So when, when the psalmist is, is not sitting back, I'm just, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, no. He said, I'm expecting God's ability to show up. I'm expecting the, what I read about by, by Abraham, what I read about by Noah, what I read about by those that went before me, David saying, I'm going to expect your name. The way that you showed up as Jehovah for him, you're going to show up as Jehovah for me. I'm going to expect you. I'm going to expect the God that can do impossible things. I'm going to expect El Shaddai. I'm going to expect the one that is more than enough to show up in my life. I will wait upon his name. Why? It is good. I want you to know this morning, it is good for you to expect God to show up. Two thousand twenty-two, a year of the open hand of God to see extraordinary, unusual, and supernatural provision. Amen. Say this with me: I wait on your name. I expect your character. I expect your ability to show up in my life. It is good. It is good. Thank you, Father. So, so waiting upon the Lord is, like I said, not sitting back. No, my, see, my faith is involved in my future. See, a lot of times we faith. see, I'm bringing in, I'm bringing my future to me. You're like, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, Ab- God was calling Abraham, which means the father of many nations. He changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He changed his name to father of many nations, but he had no children. And we know what Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says. It talks about operating like God. And it says, just as God called those things that be not as though they were. So God was calling Abraham the father of many nations before he ever was the father of many nations. So faith, so it's the same thing. I'm waiting. I'm expecting. My faith is in God. Now, my faith is not in an outcome. My faith is in God that brings about an outcome. See, it's faith in him. It's faith in him. Yeah, I have faith. Yeah. For a particular outcome, but my faith is in God to bring about the outcome. Okay? So waiting upon God is expecting His ability, expecting His qualities. He's the difference maker. It's good. 
It is good. Waiting for, looking, and expecting. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. He's good. He's good. Psalms 136, you need to turn there. Verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Psalms 100, verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. Is. Is. Not was, but is. He is good, and His loving devotion endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. Thank you, Father. It is good. He is good because His mercy endures. And because His mercy endures, He's good. See, these are the qualities of Him. He's good. He's good. Let's go to um, Hebrews chapter 13. Thank you, Father. Hebrews chapter 13. Thank you, Father. Verse 5 says, Let your conversation, which means your lifestyle, your behavior, be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have, For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Wow. See, covetousness is about you trying to get things on your own. Like, I like what Joseph has. And I'm going, and I want what Joseph has. That's, that's lusting after what something else, that's covetousness. But covetousness is, is I'm going to do everything in my, in my natural to get what someone else has. So here he's saying, don't let your behavior, your lifestyle, don't let it be with covetousness, but be content with such things as you have. For he said, I will never leave thee for, or forsake thee. Meaning don't focus on what you don't have. Don't focus. And now, now, so religion would say, well, just be content with what you have. If, if God meant you to be broke, then you should just stay broke because just be content. That's not what the scripture is saying. He's saying that right now, if you don't have all you need, realize I am the Lord that helps you. And I will be the one that helps you to get you to a place where you have all you need. The Lord is, don't worry and look at, look at everything that's happening in the natural. Don't be covetous, but instead look at me because I'm the one that's going to help you where you need to get. I'm going to be the one that's going to help you where you, I'm going to be the one that opens doors for you. I'm going to be the one that brings opportunities in front of you. The Lord is my helper. He'll never leave me nor forsake me so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. Can you boldly say that today? See, that's what someone that's waiting upon the Lord is not just sitting back and say, I don't know what's going to happen. Man, I'm not sure what these people in the world are doing. I I have no clue what's happening in the world today. I I don't get these people. I'm not. It doesn't matter. 
the question is, the question I'm going to boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Yeah, this right now, this is what, what everyone else is saying, but I want you to know, Kenny, the Lord's my helper. Look to your, look to the person next to you and say, the Lord's my helper. And then it says this, verse seven, it says, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. Now, it's interesting. He's talking about following the faith of those that went before you. Remember them which have rule over you. We're talking about spiritual ruler, uh, spiritual um, rulership, so to speak. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. So they spoke the word of God. They didn't speak their own word. Whose faith follow. Then it says, this is the King James, consider the end of their conversation. Consider the end, consider their lifestyle, consider their behavior. So he's saying, follow those who spoke the word over you, follow their faith. And then then what does it say? It says, and consider the end of their conversation, their lifestyle, their behavior. But what's the very next verse say? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those that went before us, those that stood upon the word of God, those where the word of God was first place in their lives. It says, follow their faith. That's why I'm I'm still part of this ministry 22 years later, because I believe one that God sent me to serve Dr. Savelle and Miss Carolyn. But I've seen their heart after God. I've seen their pursuit after God. And I'm following their faith. They're following people that went before them. And the people that went before them, ultimately, what are they doing? Ultimately, it comes down to they're following their faith. See, my lifestyle, my conversation, the end of my conversation, and the end of my life, I want to be able to declare that this very thing, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what I want to deal with the rest of our time this morning is with waiting on the Lord is I'm waiting for what was, I'm waiting for what is, and I'm waiting for what will be. Go to Psalms 118. Talking about a people of faith, David was a man of faith. And so talking about the word and talking about following their faith. They had an understanding that God was the same as they, as he was for those that went before them. There's nothing that you will face that will not take God by surprise. There's nothing that you'll go through that someone else hasn't faced it. The difficulty, the chaos in our world, the, the, the different things that people are facing and the things that you may face this year is, is not something that will take God off guard. Why? Because he was, he is, and he will always be. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
As the Lord was their helper, the Lord is my helper. Holy Spirit, help me. We wait upon him. Wait for his name because he's good. Let's look at verse 10 of Psalms 118. The Amplified says, All nations, the surrounding tribes, compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will cut them off. Wow. They compass me about. Yes, they surround me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. Now, what did Dr. Savell say? In the midst of chaos, in the midst of, uh, in the midst that, that God is, if we refuse to be shaken by it. So what, what's here? The, the nations are compassing him about, but what in the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. They compass me about. Yes, they surrounded me on every side. But in the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. They swarmed about me like bees. They blaze up and are extinguished like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. My adversary thrust sorely at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. Whoa. But the Lord helped me. Say the Lord helped me. See, as we're waiting upon the Lord, it, it's um, my expectation is as God helped them in the past, how he helped them in their present, he will help me in my future. I wait upon the Lord for what was, what is, and will always be. My expectation is for what was, what is, and will always be. Verse 14, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. Wow. The Lord is my, say my strength. He's my song and he's become my salvation. That word salvation become is victory. So he's my strength. He's my song and he's my victory. Now look at verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and the private dwellings of the righteous. Mm. The voice of rejoicing. See, if you're not waiting upon the Lord with expectation, there will be no voice of rejoicing in your tent. There's no rejoicing in your tent, meaning your house or in this house, if you don't have an expectation of who God is. The voice, the voice of rejoicing in salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the righteous. Wow. The voice of rejoicing. 2022 is a year for the voice of rejoicing. See, this this is someone that's talking about being in chaos. This is someone that's talking about being compassed about by an enemy. But his declaration was, well, the Lord is my strength in song. He has become my salvation. And he says, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the righteous. Now, let's look at the rest of the verse. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. 
See, there's something, a connection between the voice of rejoicing and the right hand of God that does valiantly. There's a connection. What's coming out of my, see, a voice of rejoicing is a voice of faith. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. A voice of rejoicing, Jessica. And in this voice of rejoicing, it says that the right hand of God will do valiantly, and the Amplified says, achieve strength. See, there's something happening while you're rejoicing. Why am I rejoicing? Why? Because I know what was, I know what is, and I know what will be. As I'm waiting upon the Lord and I'm expecting what was, what is, and what will be, rejoicing just comes out of me. Rejoicing just comes out of me. How you got them through, you're going to get me through. Father, I rejoice in you. I rejoice in your goodness. I rejoice in your faithfulness. I rejoice as you showed yourself as Jehovah Jireh, the provider. You will provide for me. See, that's waiting upon the name. Because it is good. Rejoicing, rejoicing. There's rejoicing in the tents of the, in the private dwellings of the righteous. And the right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieve strength. Now verse 16, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. Now, the word valiantly here in the Hebrew means not just a characteristic of a warrior, like they're valiant, but it's an action, valiantly, it's an adverb, and it means to display strength. It just doesn't mean to be strong, but it means to display strength. And to display something means to promote exhibition. It means to be put into a place where everyone can see it. So the right hand of God does valiantly. The right hand of God will put me in a position of victory where other people can see it. And it says the right hand is exalted and the right hand does valiantly. See, God wants to show up and show out in your life in 2022. This is a year where he is going to display his strength through the church. 2022 is going to be a year where God displays his strength in the church. 2022, the hand of God is coming upon the church and he is going to do valiantly. Strength is going to be seen in the church. The world is going to look at the church and say, the only thing that's strong is the church. The only thing that's strong is there might be some loved ones in your, in your, in your family that don't even know God, but they're going to point to you. The only ones that seem to be strong. Hallelujah. Are, are, are are Hannah and Terry. Hallelujah. I'm just called you Harry and Tana. (laughs) But see, what is this come on? This, this is coming out of voice of rejoicing, voices of rejoicing. Voices and voices, voices of rejoicing in the tent. 
Now the, the King James says the voices, uh, the voices rejoicing in the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church is going to step into a greater dimension of strength. I'm trying to get, I have so much this morning. I know I'm not going to get through all of it. We'll continue next week, but I just can't get beyond this point right now. Okay. There, there's this strength that you and I need to walk in that we've never walked in before. And please hear me. It has nothing to do with, with you never have troubles or you never have disappointments or you're not going to face things. No, that we, we knew from the prophetic word that, that we'll see more and more chaos. But the thing is, don't be shaken by it. So how can I say I won't be shaken by it? Why? Because I know there's rejoicing in the tent and there's rejoicing in the tent. The right hand of God does valiantly. He's going to display his strength. Now, now put your seatbelt on, okay? Verse 16 again. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. Not only is it him displaying something, but what I, this word achieves strength. And what there's, I'm trying to just communicate what's in here in English. So it's, it's displaying his strength, but it's to, it's for him to accomplish what he's always wanted to do. It's not just me being strong so I can say, hey, I'm stronger. You know, I shouldn't be strong because I've gone through that. No, it, the strength is for a purpose. The strength is now so Justin achieves what I'm supposed to achieve. That strength coming into Dolores or Arnold is so you achieve what you're supposed to achieve. Each one of us have an assignment upon our lives. Whether it's a ministry assignment, whether it's a, a, an occupation that God's called you to, whatever it is, you have an assignment. And that strength on the inside of you isn't just for you. But as God does valiant, valiantly, it's to not just to affect David, but it was to affect the nations. So what God does in the church is ultimately to affect the nations. What God does in you is to affect, is to affect all that are around you. That's why we have to be strong. That's why we, 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 we have to not be shaken in times of chaos. Now listen to this. Verse 16 again. I'm trying to get beyond this. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. Now verse 17. I shall not die, but live. And shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. Hmm. So this right hand of the Lord does valiantly. It displays. It's displaying what he wants to achieve. And then what's the next declaration? Now remember, this is, this is the conversation of David. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I shall not die, but live. Why would he say that? 
Because he's surrounded by an enemy. He's, he's drawing a line in the sand, so to speak, and saying, I shall not die, but live. Or you could say, I shall live and not die. This was his, this was him calling those things that be not as though they, though they were. Because in the natural, it looked like he was going to be destroyed. In the natural, he had enemies surrounding and battling him on every side. But yet his declaration of faith was, I shall live and not die. And I will declare the wonderful works of God. I shall live and not die. I shall not die, but live. Doesn't matter which way you say it. It just means the same. I shall not die. And this is what the Lord put strong in my heart for this morning is you need to stop saying what you've been and start declaring who you are. Maybe for some, you might say this, I shall not go down, but I shall only go up. Maybe you should say, I shall not lack, but I shall have full supply. Maybe you might be saying, well, I've been out of breath, but you declare, but now I can breathe clear. You may declare, I shall not fail, but I will succeed. My marriage will not break apart. My marriage will fulfill its purpose. See, that, that's, that's his declaration of faith. And I, I've used this scripture as, 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 as a healing scripture. But I saw it so much more today that, that this is a position of how we wait upon the Lord. We're rejoicing. We're rejoicing. There's rejoicing in the tents. And the right hand of God does valiantly. And what is the psalmist declaring? We're following his faith. I shall not die, but I shall live. And I will declare the mighty works, the illustrious acts of the Lord. See, that's what we do while we're waiting, not sitting back and doing anything. No, we're rehearsing his mighty acts. And maybe you say, well, I don't have any past, past things to rehearse. Well, you've got David's. Follow his faith. It said, follow the word and then follow their faith. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. What was, what is, and will always be. That lets us know I'm waiting on God because God doesn't change. I'm waiting on him. I have unshakable faith because I have an unchangeable God. You see, this is what we have to be founded upon. And when we're talking about waiting on God, what what am I doing? I'm waiting on his name. I'm waiting on his strength, his ability, what he can do, not what I can do in in my own, with my own hands or what I can do or what doors I could try to open up for myself and try to make things happen. No, I'm going to wait upon him and I shall not die, but I shall live. You need to write down what your knots are and what your R's are. <laughs> I know that's not correct English, but, but you understood what I was saying, right? See, because when you find out what is, when you find out who you really are, then, you know, Annette has this revelation on, on this, this aspect of faith and it's, that we as a church would step in and we would realize. 
I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a word that we understand, you know, but if you really think about realize, the word realize means to come into a knowing. Come into a knowing. And I'm declaring as your pastor, we are stepping into realizing, we're stepping into a knowing who we are and who we are in the church. So take, take time over these 21 days to, to, to stop comparing your life what's been for the last 20 years. Measuring your life by your experiences, your disappointments, and, and stop, stop going back and meditating on what was in your own personal life. But realize who God is today. I shall not die. There's some things you need to say, I shall not do this. Some of you might need to put a line in the sand and say, I shall not look at pornography. I shall not talk to other, other women except for my wife. I shall not. I shall not steal money. I shall not. There's some shall nots that you need to declare. I shall not fail. I shall not. But, and then put, but th- who are you? <laughs> you all got quiet. <laughs> No, this, this is just real stuff. I'm talking about, this is how real faith operates. This is how real faith lives and walks. It's not some, so, oh, way out there. Well, if God wants to do it, God's going to do it. No. Sometimes we have to get out of the way. I shall not die, but I shall live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I shall not go back, but I'll go forward. I shall not fear, but I have confidence and faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Mm. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Go to Psalms 138. Psalms 138. Second time we'll do verse 6. Start with verse 6. It says, Though the Lord be high, yet he hath respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble... Thou will revive me. Remember, there's going to be more and more chaos. But what does he say here? Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endures forever and ever. Forsake not the work of your own hands. So what do we see here? Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect. I love that. The Lord will perfect. He will perfect. He will perfect that which concerns you. Meaning he will accomplish that which concerns you. See, this is his hand. See, his hand comes upon your life to perfect that which concerns you. Hallelujah. 
And he will not forsake. He will not forsake the work of his hands. Alex, you're the work of his hands. You're the work of his hands. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm the work of his hands. He won't forsake me. He won't abandon me. He won't leave me. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Go to Isaiah 62, and I'll close with this. Actually, we'll start with the tail end of Isaiah 61. I wait on the Lord. What is, what was, and what will be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Actually, we'll just, for the sake of time, we'll start in verse uh, 62, verse 1. <clears throat> It says, for Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest. For Zion's sake. Meaning that there's a purpose. As I, as I got thinking about this and meditating on this. And thinking about this. I was. It's for Herod's of faith's sake. I can't hold my peace this morning. I, I can't. I can't stay quiet this morning. It's and for Jerusalem's sake, I, I will not rest. As your pastors, we have an assignment on our lives for 2022, and there's an assignment on my life this morning to to communicate these these next few verses because sometimes we 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 may be Christians, we may be we're, we're believers, so to speak, but we we kind of don't we we kind of take for granted who we are in Christ. And I don't have time to teach on all, all of what that is, but I believe in these next just few minutes, the Lord's just going to deposit something. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until something happens. Until righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness and salvation thereof as a lamp that burns. It burneth, meaning it's a lamp that doesn't go out. It's a light that doesn't go out. It's this righteousness that's going forward. Now the Amplified says this, For Zion's sake will I, Isaiah, not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her imputed or promised righteousness and vindication goes forth as brightness and her salvation radiance as does the burning torch. Verse 2 says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. And all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Whoa. Now, I want you to see this. This is this righteousness this, that he wants you and I to step in who we really are. And this righteousness is like a burning torch. That burneth. It doesn't go out. This righteous. There's a fire that, that the church began with. And it's a fire the church will end with. And the nations shall see this. And the kings thy glory. And you shall be called by a new name. Now look at verse 3. 
Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. And a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Amplified says, you also will be beautiful and prosperous as to be thought of as a crown of glory and an honor in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem. Exceedingly beautiful in the hand of your God. Wow, get a picture of this. What was? God's creation was always his prized possession. What is? You're still his prized possession. What will be? You'll always be his prized possession. And in this righteousness, it says that you are a crown of glory in his hand. Beautiful and prosperous. Yeah, in yourself, in the natural, you might not be much. But in God's hand? Stop seeing yourself through the lens of your past. You are. Azanel, you are. Alex, you are. Dolores, you are. Kenny, you are. Hold your hand out like this. Just see yourself. I know this might be kind of odd, but just see yourself in in your hand. But now see your hand as God's hand. You are his crown of glory. You are his crown of glory. There's nothing that makes him more happy than you. Thank you, Father. Now let's look at the next verse. Now seeing yourself as this crown of glory. Verse 4. You, Judah, shall no no more be termed forsaken. Because of where you're positioned in God, you will no longer be termed forsaken. You no longer wear the label of your past. See, start seeing yourself as the crown of glory in God's hand instead of seeing yourself forsaken. No longer term term yourself as abandoned. Then it says... Nor shall your land be called desolate anymore. Now the word desolate means devastation. Don't, don't, don't judge your life anymore by, by, by being forsaken or, or through your troubles that you faced yesterday. He said, because you are, you are in God's hand and you are his crown of glory in his hands, you are no longer termed forsaken and they're no longer termed devastated. But you shall be called Hesabah. My delight is in her. And your land be called Beulah. Married for the Lord delights in you. And your land shall be married, owned and protected by the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, you are his crown of glory in his hand. You are no longer forsaken. You're his delight. Now let me close with this part here. Verse 10. Go through, go through the gates. 
Prepare the way for the people. Cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard and ensign over for the people. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth what was, what is, and what will be. He proclaimed this to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes in the person of the Lord. Behold, his reward is with him and his works and recompense before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called, sought out a city not forsaken. And I believe this is talking about the church. I believe as the hand of God comes upon the church. I, will, I believe that we are that sought out city that's not forsaken. And we will see the hand of God and he will display wonders. He will display extraordinary things. And it will be a year of supernatural, unusual, and extraordinary provision. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we glorify you. We praise you. We magnify you. We bless your name this morning. We thank you. We thank you for the hand of the Lord that's coming upon our lives in 2022. We thank you that the hand of the Lord will cause us to be, step into, and become everything you've called us to be, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for the voice of rejoicing in the tent. I thank you for the voice of rejoicing in the tabernacle. And I thank you that we will see your right hand do valiantly. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Let's just wait on the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, as you step into this new year, step in with new expectations. It's a new season. Don't take old mindsets into new seasons. So have the mindset today that you're waiting upon his name and that he does good. And you're waiting upon him on what was, what is, and what will be. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, we glorify you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Just take a time just to worship him for a moment. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the voice of rejoicing in the tent. We praise you, Father. Oh, I thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Thank you for all that you have. Thank you for the new doors to step into. Thank you for the new opportunities, Father. I pray, Father, that their greater days are ahead of them and not behind them. I prophesy and declare that they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. They're above only, they're not beneath. 
thank you that they'll see your right hand. That right hand will perfect that which concerns them. That right hand will strengthen them. That right hand will save them. That right hand will do valiantly. Before we close this service out today, Father, we make a decision that 2022 will be a year that we draw near to you. That we stay close. And that we boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you that you always cause us to triumph. Thank you, Father. Strengthen every heart. They may experience disappointments and difficulties in 2021, but I thank you for healing hearts. Healing hearts. I wait upon you. I wait upon your name. Because it is good. And I will see your goodness in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. Give me a shout of praise this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You can be seated.